Hi, and welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive Editor of Computer World. I'm here with Juliette Beauchamp and CSO's Lucian Constantine to talk about Cybersecurity Month and insider threats. Uh, if you're watching us, uh, be aware that we're streaming live on YouTube and on the Computer World LinkedIn Live page. So uh, please subscribe to either one of those. You can either subscribe to YouTube, follow the uh, Computer World LinkedIn page. And if you've got questions or comments that we might be able to answer during the show, please stick them in the comments. We'll try to get to them. If we don't, we'll circle back. Uh, as always, play nice. We don't want a food fight here. So, Lucian, thanks for being here from an undisclosed Eastern European Bureau location. Uh, it's great to see you again. Good to see you too. Thanks for having me on the show again. Thanks, thanks. So, what we wanted to talk about uh, this month, obviously, it's Cybersecurity Month, and a lot of you know, there's a lot of focus on uh, the kinds of threats that companies face and uh, insider threats. You know, there are a variety of kinds of insider threats. We thought you'd be a good one to sort of you know maybe give us a few examples of what companies should be looking for or worried about, and then maybe some thoughts on how they can maybe avoid problems. So, take it away. Right. <laughs> So insider threats is kind of like a, a, a big category of, of threats that only has kept expanding over the past few years. Uh, and I think it's, it's good to go through them because people need to understand what insider threats are and how they, they vary. So you have insider threats as, as employees who can be disgruntled because they don't like the company for some reason and they decide to sabotage it for... Uh, just because they want to. Uh, they have uh, uh, employees who might change jobs. They might have been recruited by, by a competitor. And when they leave their job, they might intend to take uh, documents, uh, business documents with them. And not necessarily because the competitor asked them to, but because they consider that it would help them in their new job, right? Like yeah. if you are working sales, you might take client lists because you have to keep selling stuff. So, uh, and then you have uh, employees who might be bribed by an external actor. Um, there was a case in, in, I remember, in Eastern Europe, a few cases in Eastern Europe and in Russia in particular, where uh, ATM uh, technicians working for banks were actually working on the side with criminals and leaving the ATMs, giving them the tools to access ATMs or leaving uh, ATMs open to, to access uh, and then getting a cut of the, the stolen money. Um, there was also uh, there's also uh, employees who might do it for uh, political reasons, uh, and they might be recruited by a nation state, and they might do it for their their home country. Uh, and a recent case, uh, uh, there was a recent report where uh, um, about a, a, an espionage campaign that combined cyber espionage by an APT group and traditional espionage with insiders recruited by intel Chinese intelligence agencies into aerospace companies in order to acquire technology so they could produce uh, uh, components for an airplane locally in China by, uh, by state-owned companies. Uh, so you can have that, you can have insiders recruited by nation states. And then you have unwitting employees who, who click on phishing links, who uh, act on uh, based on emails they receive, uh, whether that's you, you have this whole, over the past few years, you have this whole uh, business uh, email compromise threat where uh, attackers either impersonate an, an, uh, a company official, uh, the CEO or CFO, uh, where they actually hack the CEO's email and then send emails to other uh, people in the organization asking them to wire money for a partner or for a supplier or for and people act on those so uh, not because they 
of uh, because they wanted to harm the company, but just because they weren't properly trained or informed or aware of such threats. Uh, and yeah, I was, just, I was just going to say it, it does strike me that, you know, given the number of, of categories you're looking at here, that a lot of times it's, it's often the the unwitting employee who may be the biggest danger because, you know, security training really varies from company to company, trying to get people up to speed on some of these very sophisticated phishing attacks. You know, as you mentioned, you, you know, somebody can can break in and, and can somehow get hold of the the CEO, the CIO's email address or their, their targeted email lists and all kinds of logos and things and craft uh, an email that, you know, can allow the hackers to get into the company and start fishing around. And it only takes one employee to, to sort of click, right. as you say, click on the link and then, mm -hmm. you know, your, you know, your network is compromised. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's probably the most, the most common one. And, uh, I would say, the hardest one to fix because, uh, yes, obviously uh, everyone should do uh, security awareness training, phishing, uh, teach employees how to detect phishing emails, emails with suspicious links and things like that. But it's very hard to change human behavior. And someone who is naturally very helpful will always want to help people. Uh, and mistakes mistakes happen and if you have a very large organization with thousands of employees of hundreds of employees it's it's very easy to find one and it's also the type of attack that uh, it's the easiest to pull off by attackers so it's it comes in large quantities let's say in large quantity you have a lot of phishing emails a lot of uh, malicious emails with uh, with links to exploits to with uh, malicious attachments with all sorts of, of threats um, because it's it's easy to do for them. Um, so yes, I mean, uh, in order to mitigate this, you you mentioned or to prevent this, you mentioned security awareness training. Uh, what other uh, other things companies should do is limit. Uh, do not use shared credentials that you you give to all employees to access resources. Be aware of the do an inventory of the information and data you have and make sure. Uh, people have access only to the data they need to do their job. So um, make sure you have access controls, make sure every employee has their own credentials uh, and that could limit, uh, and, and don't use uh, administrative accounts on, on computers, use limited accounts for employees. And in that way, you can limit the, the damage. No one, say, no one will say that it, it, it will never happen but if it happens, then you want to limit the impact of that happening, right? I mean, right. what can the attacker do? Okay. If they have access to a single employee's credentials and some limited amount of data and some limited uh, a limited account, they, they can do very much. If they have access to an admin account and have access to basically open, uh, open data shares on the network, then they can exfiltrate a lot of data. They can do a lot of damage that way. I should just break in and remind people, if you're just tuning in, that we're talking about Cybersecurity Month and, of course, insider threats and the different types of threats that companies face and also mm -hmm. what they can do about it. I think, Juliet, you were going to say something. Yeah, so I have a question for you, Lucian. It seems like a lot of what you're talking about is the ways that companies can mitigate risk with their own employees, but what if you have like a contractor or you contract out a part of your business to another company? How do you ensure that you're not a victim of insider threats to either that individual or whatever company you're contracting to, out to? 
Right. That's a that's a that's a, a difficult problem to solve, and we've had mm -hmm. cases like that. In the case of the target data breach, it happened through to credentials stolen, uh, remote credentials stolen from a from a contractor, a subcontractor, or a, a, a partner. Right. So. Um, what you have to do in those cases is obviously choose your partners carefully. You could ask um, security uh, aware organizations could actually ask for security audits from their partners. Uh, hey, I want to, I know how my network looks. I know how my network is secure. I want to make sure your network is secure before you, I allow your people to connect into my network or you allow your systems to access my systems, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's fair to do. Uh, it does make business contracts harder, but it's something companies uh, do, some companies do. Um, and also make sure uh, if uh, that partner is a remote support, they offer remote support for something and they have remote access credentials into your network, make sure those credentials are unique, they are strong, they are not some, uh, some shared credentials they use for all their clients. Uh, or uh, they can be easily brute forced. Make sure those credentials at least are unique to you and restrict what those credentials can do to only that particular device or that particular type of devices. If it's ATMs, if, you are, if it's point of sale systems, if you're a retailer, if it's ATMs, if you're a financial institutions or things like that, make sure those, those credentials only have access to those things and they don't have access to other things on your network. Yeah, you know, we, it's interesting. We were talking about this a little bit beforehand, and of course, prime example of a contractor who, who you know, did cause some serious problems was Edward Snowden. You know, as as someone right. who was able to, you know, obviously had access to uh, a treasure trove of data that he was able to get to, and then basically steal it and take it out. You know, right. And that's a bit complicated, more complicated because he was an IT. Uh, uh, he was part of the IT staff, right? So as, as being part, if you are an IT administrator, if you are an IT uh, part of the IT team or the security team, you obviously, by the nature of your work, you have access to a lot of things. You have administrative credentials, you have, but the question arises, why did no one, uh, no one detect this behavior? Why did no one detect that he was uh, downloading a lot of data? He exfiltrated a lot of data over a, a long period of time and uh, no one uh, this means they didn't have automated systems to detect uh, uh, behavior that was uh, out of place right i mean why why is this uh, it guy uh, accessing uh, data that is only relevant for analysts or for other types of, uh, of people right mm -hmm. so it's uh yeah, I mean, Edward Snowden is a good example, and he was also politically motivated, so falls into one type of, of insider threats, uh, politically motivated employees. So I wonder, this all sounds a bit sinister, and I'm wondering what companies should be looking at, what kind of behavior they, should they be looking at, and ha what are ways that they can prevent or what sort of pa yeah, what sort of patterns of behavior should companies be looking at to protect to detect and prevent insider threats within their own organizations. Okay, so you could, um, there are products out there that uh, analyze uh, employee behavior and by behavior, I mean I, the way they use their computer, right? If you see access uh, out uh, uh, after work hours, if that employee stays late uh, at the office and tries to access 
different types of data. If that employee comes with requests to, uh, for access to data they shouldn't actually have access to, um, if you see, uh, obviously, uh, um, uh, see them suddenly downloading a lot of data on their computer when normally they don't, that's mm -hmm. that's a red flag and that can be flagged automatically. It doesn't have to be. So some things can be done uh, from an IT perspective and uh, can be detected through, through the way they use their, they suddenly make changes in the way they use their systems and their system and to do their job. Other things must be, monitored and detected by the human resources department like that employee acting strangely being upset um, working after hours uh, and things like that that those are things that can be red flags for the human resources department so it's it it has to to be a process that's both common to the it team and the uh, human resources team uh, mitigating insider threats it's not just it you know, it's interesting that uh, as we talk about this, the thing that comes up so often is that a lot of this stuff is, is just simple common sense. You know, looking for people who, as you say, are accessing or trying to access data they don't need. Mm -hmm. um, you know, reminding people that uh, that email that you got from the CEO promising you a bonus if you just click on this link might not be a real email. And, and, and of course, uh, you know, obviously, as we talk about the cybersecurity issues, and, and again, just if you're joining us, we're talking about Cybersecurity Month and uh, insider threats. As we talk about these things, it always seems like with security, it's almost like we're always closing the barn door after the last horse, you know, because you, you only know what the threat is after it's happened and data exactly. is gone, and then you, you mitigate against that, and then hackers or someone who's going to, you know, who wants to do some damage find some other way around it. Um, but do, do you get any sense, you know, sort of in a, in a, in a 30,000 foot view, broader sense that companies are taking these kinds of threats more seriously now that there are efforts to do like employee training and to monitor networks and, you know, more, much more so than say even three, four, five years ago? Um, yes, it's become, I mean, the Verizon uh, data breach uh, report that came out this year, um, I think it was something like over 30% of uh, of attacks involved phishing and around uh, uh, also over 30 percent of them uh, uh, were the result of some type of insider threat if we consider also obviously if we consider clicking on phishing links as an insider threat thing uh, issue then yes obviously it's over 30 percent um, so it's become and this this ratio has increased over over uh, over the years um, so it's a serious problem and companies are taking it seriously, but there are also many companies where um, I would say what companies should start with if they're not prepared yet for this, if they don't do security awareness trading, if they don't uh, uh, do these other things, they should start at least with an inventory of their data. Know what data you have and where it is located on premise, in the cloud, uh, in, in what shares and obviously who has access to it. Is it like shared credentials? Um, and you should enforce access controls based on based on uh, uh, the the things employees need to do their job, right? I mean, uh, people who are not in the the finance department don't need access to the financial data. People who are not in the uh, sales department don't need access to client lists and sales data and things like that. Those are very important. Uh, limiting the the access that that employees have, 
And when employees leave the company for whatever reason, revoke those credentials immediately. Don't leave those credentials laying around because if the, the employee left the company because he was upset and he's a disgruntled employee, they might be looking for revenge. And there have been cases where that has happened, where uh, employees who got fired connected back to the company's servers and deleted data or did other things. Got it. Uh, we should probably check and see if we've got any questions or comments from people who are watching us now uh, while we're live on the air. Uh, it's actually kind of quiet today. So well, no obviously, we're giving them all the right information now? and advice yeah. they need. Okay, good. I, I mean, I think we've really sort of gone through the list here of you know the types of insider threats that companies face and the, the ways to mitigate against that. Any, any uh, final thoughts, Juliet or Lucian, before we let you go? No, I think this is very interesting. I think it it's is. a every any time I feel like we talk Lucian, I'm learning things that just scare me more. Well, it is scary. <laughs> I mean, there's the thing is there's a, a lot of data. Companies yeah. have a lot of data, financial data, personal data. And, you know, when you've got that amount of data being created constantly and of course the threat attack, the the vectors changing, you know, the chances that something's gonna get out, you know, continue to yeah. rise. Lucian, any final thoughts before we let you go? No, I, I mean, I would finish off with saying that security is not is not a business of eliminating threats, but reducing risk. So you will never be able to eliminate threats, whether they're insider threats or external threats or other types of threats. And I, I, I'd like to go back to what I was saying earlier. The, the most important thing is limit the damage that can be done if you are affected by something like this limit the damage that can be done by attackers if they get access through an employee or by an employee if they want to go rogue or uh, uh, or steal the data when they leave or delete the data or cause damage great that's great advice okay well uh, before we wrap up i should make a point that we have a uh a twitter chat coming up uh this coming thursday at noon eastern time the hashtag is idg tech talk that's on cybersecurity, correct Insider threats. Continue the conversation so we can continue over this. There. Yeah, exactly. So we can continue the conversation online there. Uh, also coming up next week on uh, Wednesday, we're going to take a look at uh, technology that scares you. Of course, mm -hmm. fitting for Halloween, whether it's AI, robots, security insider, yeah, insider threats, threats. You know, uh, <laughs> autonomous driving cars that are going to run you down. Um, so uh, we're going to have a nice conversation about that. Uh, and also, as a reminder, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can subscribe to the channel. If you're looking at us on the Computer World LinkedIn Live page, you can follow. Follow that page for uh, more information on uh, future episodes. Uh, in the meantime, Lucian, I, I want to say thank you for being here. I know it's later in the day there, so thanks for the information. A lot of good advice here. Sure. Thank you for having me and anytime. We'll do this again. Juliet, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks, Lucian. Thanks, everybody, for thanks, watching. Thanks, everyone. That'll do it.